Animal Gear Written by Drew Scott Planned by Jordan Buckingham and Sakai Dozier Narrated by Sakai Dozier Act 1 Sequence 3 We find ourselves at the harbor of Bella Fortaleza, following Quetzal as he finishes his walk out to the windship docks, backpack in tow. As he nears some warehouses, he scans the area, taking a deep breath. The salty sea air calms his nerves, filling him with vigor. Anticipatory excitement fills his eyes as he takes in the quiet of the night. Someone is walking towards Quetzal, the tapping of feet on concrete heralding the approach of a bullfrog armed with a mixture of melee weapons and firearms. Wearing no identifying insignias of country, king, or creed, he was likely not a member of the Harbor Night Watch. The bullfrog walks up to Quetzal. You lost. Hi. I'm meeting someone at the Port Authority building tonight. Name? Quetzal. All right. Follow me. Quetzal and the bullfrog walk down the paths between warehouses until they come to a two-story business building that says Port Authority. The shades are drawn in, in its windows, but the lights are on. The guard leads Quetzal up to the door and walks through it first, with Quetzal following suit. As we follow Quetzal into the building, we find three merchants, a well-dressed red fox, osprey, and panther, seated around a table with a single lamp in the center. Behind the panther stands a woman of a species Quetzal is less familiar with. Dressed in a poncho and rider slacks, her appearance is distinctly fish-like in nature, a frock-like head fin wreathing her head like a bobcut hair. Her face is possessed of intravenous scales that shift from muted greens to reds based on how the light is hitting them. She watches with an unreadable expression as Quetzal and the bullfrog enter the room. The guard pats Quetzal down thoroughly. After looking him up and down a few times, he is satisfied and directs Quetzal to a seat at the table. Hello! I'm Quetzal. Nice to meet you all. The panther seems impatient at the moment, and the other two merchants seem equally uncomfortable. The osprey is the first to speak. Uh, one moment, please. He turns to the panther with a slight nod. He appears to be unarmed, and we know he can't use mancination. With this, the osprey sweeps his gaze across his constituents, settling on the bodyguard standing behind the panther. You know the rules. Your personal guard needs to wait outside. The merchant gestures at the guard. No threatening paraphernalia or personnel allowed. The fishwoman doesn't seem to care. She remains at easy attention beside the panther. The panther, however, has other ideas. Nonsense. Karina is here for my protection. I know of her reputation, the Osprey merchant replied. I feel no obligation to negotiate with your extra protection around. The 
Panther Merchant is angered by this statement. You don't. Then leave. I don't negotiate without a personal guard. At this, the Fox Merchant jumps in. I kick her out already. Look at him. The boy's quaking in his butts. Kessel does appear to be nervous at the discussion between the merchants, but he's handling the situation better than the fox is implying. The osprey presses on. Is this how you do business? With a knife at the throat of your clients? She leaves, or you leave. You aren't necessary to complete this deal. The panther appears annoyed and shakes his head in frustration. Fine, fine, whatever. He gestures to his fishwoman guard. Wait out front. I'll shout if I need you. Outside it is, then. Without a second thought, she strides out the door. She passes by Ketzel, rather close. They make eye contact, but there doesn't seem to be anything for it. Her expression is professional and exudes confidence like she is more than capable of protecting the panther merchant, regardless if she's in the room or not. Of note is a metallic necklace around her neck. It catches Ketzel's eye, but doesn't seem to mean much. The bullfrog grolls her out. Pardon the interruption, so let's start again. I represent the Mercantile Association in this city. Aye, I represent the Duck Authority. It's the reason we're meeting here. He gestures to the room around them before passing the buck to the panther. And I represent Pantera Sorier, who are the producers of Aether Granites, and their contracts who sell Aether Aulo. I have a particular interest in what this one has to contribute to this meeting. As he says this, he gestures towards Quetzal expectantly which catches Ketzel a little bit off guard. Ah! Well, well I, I, I've got a lot to contribute! The panther leans back and folds his hands. So you say. Well, don't let me stop you. Please, present your invention. Ketzel has become a bit nervous at this point. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, it's right here. Ketzel reaches into his backpack and pulls out a glass tincture from before. The liquid inside is teal. He takes a deep breath and begins his sales pitch. As you know, mancination takes years to master. Most nobles need a little help to learn it. Ergo, we have ether aloe. With this liquid, a noble can know if they are channeling spirit particles correctly thus taking the first step towards mastery. But this mixture is expensive, and it only comes from aether granite fruits grown in higher altitudes. So what if I told you I have made an artificial substitute from ordinary water? The panther merchant shakes his head amusedly. Impossible. Entirely impossible. I can demonstrate. Can someone here use mancination? All three of the merchants wait awkwardly and glance at each other. It appears that none of them are rancers. 
the fox merchant is the first to break the awkward silence. Ah, I suppose we just sent our one manser out the door. The panther sighs frustratedly. I'll do it. Hand it over. The osprey looks slightly concerned. You! You can do mansonation? You have been holding out on us. Indeed. You have nothing to fear from me, however. The vial, please. The panther merchant leisurely reaches out his hand with a give-it-here gesture. Quetzal takes a tincture and hands it carefully to the panther merchant. Now, concentrate on it like you were about to do a mansi technique. Of course, of course. The panther merchant holds up the vial and concentrates on it. After a few moments, the vial begins to glow, faintly at first, but eventually the entire vial is glowing in bright neon teal. The panther merchant looks skeptical and sour at this development. The osprey merchant is observing with a knowing gaze, and the fox merchant is very excited at what he sees. Ah! Doesn't look so impossible to me. I can say I'm definitely interested. Tell us more about this artificial Ithalo. It took a few years of experimentation to discover the formula. This container is what I managed to produce in the last few weeks. I have some ideas on how to scale up the manufacturing. Well, the Osprey merchant chimed in at this. I can also speak to the manufacturing process, having spoken with Quetzal earlier about it and watched him do it. It involves very few materials and mostly just water. With this, I believe we can move forward. What is your offer? Quetzal pulls a slip of paper from his backpack and slides it across the table. The panther merchant reads it first, then hands it to the others. The osprey is the first to speak. Seems equitable, but are you sure this isn't a problem at all? The price is just fine. This is for the manufacturing process, eh? Uh, no, I'm only leasing the Aether Allo. I still retain the rights and some of the profits. The osprey merchant is quiet. The fox merchant nods thoughtfully. There has to be a catch. Nope, no catch. I think you're crazy, but I like it. We have a deal. I agree. One should look a gift hopper in the mouth, as it were. And what about you? Quetzal asks as he gestures to the panther merchant. The panther has a furrowed brow and is rubbing his chin. If you give me exclusive rights, then I'll double your offer. Quetzal is surprised. Uh, well, that's not necessary. The fewer manufacturers involved means less Aetheralo to go around. The panther crosses his arms. That's right. Your invention would ease the burdens of my clients considerably. Growing and processing Aether granites is expensive and difficult. They struggle to make a living. Bah! The fox merchant retorted. Poor money management, that's all that is. 
That stuff's so expensive. Those mountain men should be rolling in dough. The world doesn't need a larger supply, Little Panther returned. Just a very controlled one. That doesn't make sense. A monopoly like that means fewer people get it. Of course. That makes it a rare commodity. The less of it there is, the higher the price you can charge. Mansions from minor noble families can't afford Aether Aloe as it is. I don't want to increase the price to more. If anything, I want to lower it. Well, that's just bad business. I disagree. Final offer. This deal is for all three of you. Aye, the lad says he's done, the fox merchant said. What more could you want? I concur. This deal holds enough potential for all of us. I see no reason to exclude anyone. The osprey turns to the panther merchant and looks at him expectantly. Don't you agree? The panther merchant crosses his arms. Uh, I suppose. The red fox leaned an ear towards the panther merchant in a cajoling manner. What was that? I can't hear ye. I'll be taking your share if ye ain't decided to get in. The panther merchant straightens up. Fine, fine. Yes, yes. I'm in. Your original offer, if it still stands. It does. The deal done. All of the merchants take turns shaking hands with Quetzal. The panther is the last to shake his hands. Anne leans in close to him. He whispers, I want a word with you, just over there. The panther motions away from the table. The fox merchant, noticing what's going on, points at the both of them. No special deals! Don't agree to anything that man says, boy. If he speaks to you alone, he speaks without the rest of us. Of course, of course, the panther merchant answered. We're just having a little chat. The panther merchant guides Quetzal over to the corner that he indicated. Do you realize what you are doing? Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Um, I know exactly what I'm doing. I think... I'm giving you one last chance. Walk away. Take back the deal. What? Why would I do that? The Bandera Zorier is more than just a business. Aether granites have been grown in the mountains for hundreds of years. Fathers teach their sons how to grow, harvest, and produce Aether aloe from it. And those sons teach their sons. It's a tradition, the main source of income for these mountain towns. Have you truly considered how your invention will change my clients' lives? Quetzal is uncertain. He hadn't actually considered this angle. Leasing this new Aether Aulo to anyone but us will destroy the demand for it. Hundreds, no thousands of jobs depend on Aether Aulo. It could ruin the lives of many who are already barely scraping by. That's... that's true. Quetzal swallows and takes a deep breath. 
I... I apologize. I didn't realize the situation was so dire. But... If there's more Aether Olive that's available, that's more customers for you. More young Mansters will get the chance to use it. It's a risk, but... It could change everything for the better. For the better? You really think that? Without the full control of Pantera Sarir over the Aether Aloe, you can't guarantee that. You have no idea what those other merchants are going to do with the product. They'll probably gouge the prices. We know this. And while this happens, we'll be forced to sell our product at lower prices, and we won't be able to support ourselves during this transition. Everything will collapse. Everything we've built over these many years. I'm... I'm certain it won't come to that. It will make things better. Just watch. Everything will turn out right in the end. I'm sure of it. The panther shakes his head. So you won't watch. Even for a 50% cut of future proceeds. No. I've made up my mind. Thoroughly defeated, the panther merchant throws up his hands and walks out. The other merchants watch as he walks out the door. Outside of the building, he speaks to the fishwoman, who had been waiting and listening just outside of that door. Their words are indistinct, and when they are done, they walk away together. Quetzal steps out of the door with a spring in his step, his backpack empty because he's left his samples with the other merchants. Things are looking up, he believes. Surely the future is bright. End scene.